Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Health. Uh, well, um, someone who is uh, definitely healthy and fit and looking forward to 2020 for all sorts of special reasons uh, is someone who had a great 2019, has actually had a couple of great years, one of Limerick sporting stars, and that is Roisin Upton. Uh, she and the Irish team qualified for the Olympics in Tokyo in 2019, coming up later uh, this year. And uh, Roisin is on the line uh, to kick off our first show of the year and good morning and a happy new year to you Roisin. Hi Joe, happy new year. Are you into new year's resolutions or do you just have the goals that athletes have a tendency to set? Um, Yeah, just the general goals I would say, just try to reset in January, refocus after um, time off over Christmas Um, and yeah, just looking forward to a busy six months, seven months ahead. Right, I've got to be honest, you'll laugh at this now but I'm not even sure when the Olympics are on in Tokyo, when's it happening? Um, it's happening at the end of July, kind of the start of August. It's a two-week period there, kind of a two- or three-week period. Right. And the preparations then, are they from this month in a, in a serious way for the um, Irish team? Yeah, we've been training regionally. Um, we had a couple of weeks off after the qualifiers in November, and then we've been kind of running and gymming regionally, so you get a chance to spend time at home with your families. But um, from next week on, we'll be back together as a squad, kind of up and down to Dublin. And when you were looking back on Christmas Day or, or the days after and you had that couple of days to reflect, I mean, what did you think of the year you had um, and indeed the couple of years you've had, Roisin, with the team? It's been phenomenal. It has, yeah. Unique. God, I couldn't have predicted it. Um, I suppose you're just trying to stay focused and keep going. You know, the dream has always been to play in the Olympics and as incredible as 2019 was in qualifying for one. You know, the goal isn't to qualify. I still have to get selected on the squad. You know, you still want to actually be injury free, get as fit as you can, get over to Tokyo and compete. Um, so I, I, to be honest, I don't even know if it's already sinking in. Um, but I'm, I'm just, yeah, enjoying it. You know, hockey's on the map now. Um, and it, it's fantastic. Like we've made history. It's the first female team to be going to the Olympics. And I think, you know, that more than anything has inspired the next generation of girls. Um, to look outside, maybe athletics and boxing, um, rowing, and those main Olympic sports that you know you can now play on a team and qualify for Olympics as well. Are you guys amazed at uh, the level of publicity that uh, you've got? You know, you have uh, received your own personal awards. Uh, the team has um, individuals within the team have received uh, personal awards as well uh, over the last while. Uh, yeah, it's, it's strange, I suppose, getting personal awards, you know, um, we play a team sport for a reason and I love being part of a team, but more than anything, like, it's just a reflection of the entire team and it's a reflection of where the sport is at and how far we've come. Um, you know, I've said it before that it's taken so many people to get us to where we are, so many people have been knocking down the door for many years and we're just the ones that were able to get over the line so the fact that hockey is in the media so much now and people are reporting on the club games every week and um, you know people have more of an idea of, of who the players are and what the story and the journey is you know that's that's what it's all about Yeah I mean we know in Limerick that there's a strong hockey tradition here and you're one example um, of it where else in the country is it traditionally strong Roisin? I suppose it would be dominant in Dublin of course um, the majority of our squad would be made up 
um, of girls from Dublin. But it's, it'd be strong in Cork as well. You know, you have Cork Harlequins, they're a powerhouse of a club down there. Um, and then it's strong up north. Um, but there's been a bit of a boom, I suppose, as you said, in the past two years, really. And, you know, clubs have been set up in um, in Ennis, in Tralee. Um, so it's places, you know, that are typical, typically GA land. And, you know, you're just, the hockey clubs are being set up and, you know, they're filling out. You have 50 to 100 kids in those clubs and it's just giving kids another option. You must be delighted to see that happen. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I think you end up playing what sport is kind of in your locality or in your school. Um, so the more we can get hockey in those patches all around the country, you know, the more you can unearth that, that hidden talent. Mm. Now, Roisin, you come from um, such a sporting family yourself, of course, and you've uh, played lots of sports, not just um, hockey over the years, um, and your brothers um, as well. There's, there's a strong sporting tradition in the Upton clan. There is, yeah. We were, um, I suppose from an early age, we were given football to be kicking out the back. I was my brother's tackle bags. Um, you know, it didn't matter what sport it was. We were always watching on television and um, my brothers really led the way for me. Um, you know, Dermot, my oldest brother, I remember him having Irish soccer trials and then the following weekend he had Irish under-18 rugby trials and he had to make a decision at the time which one he wanted to go down the route of. Um, and then, of course, my brother Sean as well was also playing on Munster rugby team when, uh, when he was younger. So, yeah, they re- they really led the way. They set the bar high and... Uh, yeah, I just did my best to try following their footsteps as much as I can, and I definitely get um, competitive edge from competing against them since I was very small. How did you decide ultimately to focus on hockey um, as opposed to the other sports you were involved with? Um, I suppose in year eleven and twelve, uh, you know, I was playing a whole variant of sports while I was in primary school, and then when I got to secondary school, hockey was just the one for girls. Um, and, you know, I think, I think you can't really underestimate what it means to just be having fun and with your friends. And ultimately, hockey is a sport that goes from September to May. And I was juggling that in Gaelic football. But with Gaelic football being throughout the summer, um, you know, I wasn't around it as much. I wasn't playing it as much. So when you're out there every day or, you know, two or three days a week playing with your friends, it didn't really matter um, what sport it was. I just fell in love with hockey. Um, you know, I wasn't particularly good at it at the start at all. It was it was more challenging than playing Gaelic football. Um, I think because I probably grew up with the soccer ball all the time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why I stuck with it. And there was the lure of um getting Munster trials and then getting Irish trials. And you know, I suppose getting to play for your country. That's what really sold it for me at under sixteen level. I mean, obviously, you've had lots of other things going on in your life, and and you were in the states. You were at the University of Connecticut. I was, yeah. I was lucky to get the opportunity to go um, do an undergrad over there. Um, I was a bit indecisive in sixth year, and it was actually my mum who was emailing a couple of col- a couple of the colleges, and she came and said to me, "Oh, look, um, University of Connecticut wants to offer you a scholarship." And I thought she was absolutely mad. You know, I absolutely love Limerick. I was going to stay. I was going to go to UL like both my brothers. You know, I had all my friends. I wanted to play for Ireland, but. When I really sat back and thought about it, um, you know, it was an opportunity that I couldn't refuse, even if I went for a year. Um, you know, that was the original plan. Then it was an experience um, that I'd have for the rest of my life, getting to live in a new culture, meet people from all over the world. Um, but I, I, yeah, I absolutely fell in love with it, and I, I wouldn't 
I couldn't recommend it highly enough. And there's so many scholarships and opportunities out there to go to the States. Um, it was as simple as, you know, emailing a head coach of a team. It wasn't even applying through the college specifically first, but emailing a head coach. And then, you know, once they're interested in you, um, they explain all the routes of doing the SATs, you know, applying for the college. Um, so, yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah, we're chatting to Roisin Upton um, this morning. And you were very successful with that hockey team, weren't you? We were. Um, yeah, we were. I was lucky. Yeah, we hadn't won um, the national championship, I suppose, the equivalent of like an All-Ireland since 1984. Um, and then we won back-to-back in 2013 and 2014. So it was, yeah, it was incredible. You know, I could only compare it to an All-Ireland, really. You know, when I was growing up playing Gaelic football, I dreamed of playing in Croke Park and winning All-Ireland for Limerick and that's the same as it is for, you know, American girls growing up. They dream of getting scholarships or going to college to play field hockey over there and winning national championships and, you know, it was no easy feat but, yeah, fantastic memories. What did you study over there? I studied psychology. Um, I wanted to be a primary teacher for as far back as I remember but, um, you know, having if I chose to study it over there, of course, my whole education would have been through American primary education. So I had to, um, in the first semester, I did a few different modules in psychology and I uh, really enjoyed it. So I decided to go down that route. And has that helped you, by the way, in your sport, that um, knowledge of psychology? We touched on sports psychology um, a small bit throughout the course, but definitely, yeah. Um, you know, the whole aspect even of social psychology and how you interact with people um you know we did a good bit on industrial and organizational psychology of how you interact with teams and in an organization and you know how different pressure can affect a group at certain times um but definitely you know and sports psychology is huge and we have a top sports psychologist that um and lifestyle manager gary longwell that we've been working with for the last two or three years um as part he works in sports institute in northern ireland he's a he had, I think, 30 or 40 caps for the Irish rugby team. So um, he's been a huge resource for me and for all the girls to go chat to um, about, you know, managing your lifestyle, managing different stresses, both in your personal life and on the pitch if you're not performing. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's half the battle, I think, if you couldn't get your head into a good headspace, right. um, you'll, you'll perform better. And you made great friends in the States when you were there? I did, yeah. Um it's, I suppose it's tough now, you know, they're all in different parts of the world, so you don't get to see them as often as you can. Um, you know, there's pals in England and Germany, Canada and, of course, in the US. Um, but we stay in touch, you know, I think that's uh, the power of social media. is fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? And when you came back to home ground, you continued your studies, didn't you, at Mary Immaculate College? Yeah, so um, I got home and... Uh, I think the course had only been running a year or two. My brother actually did it the first year of running and it was kind of a master's two-year course that allows you to become a primary school teacher. So I started that in 2017 and I just graduated there last May. Um, so it was a very intense course. Um, it was a very different experience being in Mary I to being in college in America, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, I made great friends in there as well. Um, so... Yeah, it was a busy two years. I think I was happy to finish it up and be able to focus solely on hockey once September came. Right, and that's what I'm wondering. I mean, is that it now? Will you not juggle any other balls and focus on um, hockey in the run-up to the Olympic Games? Well, the plan was to um, 
you know, kind of try substituting schools for a couple of days here and there as much as I can because our schedule is uh, quite busy. You know, I might be training in Dublin from Sunday to Tuesday one week, but then the next week I might have to stay up there Sunday to Tuesday and then we'll be training again Thursday, Friday in Dublin. So, you know, I couldn't take a contract on. I couldn't try to apply for jobs or anything. So um, it was... It was enjoyable in one sense, you know, I'm I'm 25 and I'm never going to get this time back. So to be able to just focus on hockey uh, was fantastic. Um, and yeah, that'll be the plan going forward. And then once September comes, um, yeah, I'll look to, <laughs> look to get back to the real world. And the one thing about the um, Irish women's hockey team is um, with your silver medal in the World Championship, and you played a big part there. You played a huge part, of course, in helping the team qualify for the Olympic Games um, this year, um, now that we're in 2020. You're not going in there under the radar, are you, the uh, Irish team? You know, the cards will be marked and the other big sides uh, will know you're coming. They will, yeah. And, um, you know, in many ways, it's where you want to be. You want to be competing with the best. You want them to respect you. You know, you don't want to be... We don't want to be viewed as how we were going into the World Cup where everyone expects just to go out and hammer you, you know. Um and I think it's it's well earned at this stage. Uh, our results over the last two years um, have been on the rise. And even, you know, in the past, um, if you look at the Canada, the two games against Canada, we didn't perform at all. But in the past, we would have lost those games. So to come through and to have won and to have grinded it out was, was huge for us as a squad. Um, but the Olympics will be much more competitive than the World Cup um, because there's only 12 teams. So there is 16 teams at the World Cup. So it's it's that much tighter and it's two pools of six and the top four from each pool will come out and go straight over to quarterfinals. So it'll be very competitive. Um, you know, I think every team will know every team pretty well. You know, we've six, seven months running now to do our homework on teams and that's what we'll be doing. Um, you'll try to get as many test games as you can. We have video analysis there that will have every country's teams over the last three or four years. You know, we'll have clips of individual players and we'll do our homework and it'll be no different for those for those teams and us as well. Mm. Um, but when we look at our pool, there's definitely points points to be taken. And finally, Roisin, for you and the team, I mean, is it only a medal that you're focused on or do you will you look at success in a slightly different way? I suppose on an individual level, it's, um, you know, getting to a peak performance and in peak shape that you've never been to before. Um, this is the pinnacle now, you know, this is where where everyone dreams of being, I suppose, when once you play um our sport and over the next six months I just want to get injury or stay injury free and get as fit and as sharp as I can. Um but yeah, you know, when our new coach came in last year, he talks he never talked about qualifying for the Olympics. He talked about meddling at the Olympics. So even though, you know, he's never qualified before, he always sets the bar high and um, you know, I think it's rubbed off everyone and filled us with confidence and belief. And you know, it's it's all good and well competing at the top, but you know, all sports people want want to be the best. They want to win, and medal at the Olympics will be just that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Roshan Wilson, thank you for talking to us this morning. Um, I have to say, I heard some very funny stories uh, around the Olympic qualifying games of <laughs> fellas in pubs talking about hockey as if they had played it their whole lives themselves and discussing the intricacies of the game. So um, that's a good thing. You'll definitely be getting a lot of support from Limerick anyway in the, in the run-up and during the Olympic Games. Yeah, the support in Limerick has been fantastic. And sure, 
I welcome any feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. I'm sure everyone on the street goes, well, no, I'm not sure you twisted your... All that stuff going on. Uh, and also, I know you took a bit of time to be involved as an ambassador for the Team Limerick Cleanup, which is coming around again, and that was appreciated too. So listen, we wish you the very, very best uh, for the new year. We'll absolutely be keeping the fingers crossed for you and for the Irish team, indeed for all the Irish athletes across different disciplines participating at the Olympic Games. Thank you, and I hope you have a very happy new year, Roisin. Thanks, Emilio. Happy New Year. Take care. That's Roisin Upton there. Just one of a number of... Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Super example.